everyone. You're listening to the Jersey Church Podcast, where we give practical tips to equip people to care and connect others to Christ. Welcome, everyone, to the Jersey Church Podcast. This is Todd Smeltzer. I am with my co-host, Matt Reed, and we are back after somewhat of an extended break for season number three. So, uh, Reed, how have you been? I mean, it seems like it's been forever that we've been together on a podcast. Now, we've obviously been together plenty throughout Christmas and the new year and and, uh, this month of January. And, but... uh, but now we're back together for uh, for a new season of fun podcasts. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to be back, and uh, I'm hoping that as we uh, as we jump into the the topic here, that um, season three, Todd, that season three would be just as much fun as season one, season two. Um, but um, but Todd, so before we get started, uh, I got to tell a story about a gift I got my wife. All right. Oh, so, all right. Um, so my my boys and I go shopping, and because uh, we're big spenders, we go to Costco. And mm-hmm. I said, all right, boys, we're here to buy, find something for mom. So they pick out, you know, a couple things and they pick out this nice, like plush robe for my wife. All right. Mm-hmm. So I get home a couple days later, Mary starts laughing out loud at something. She's looking at her phone. And I was like, you know, everything. All right. Like what's, what's so funny. And she goes, watch this video. And it's this SNL video all about how a mom like works really hard to make Christmas happen. And all she gets is a robe for Christmas. Like the only gift they gave her was a robe. And so I'm watching this video and in the back of my head, I'm going, we got Mary a robe for Christmas. Uh, and I'm like thinking like, did we get her anything else? Did we? And so, uh, and the whole phrase throughout this video was, well, I got a robe. Well, I got a robe. And so I take a video of my wife, open up the gift and she opens it. And before she even says it, the boys are so excited. They're like, you got a robe, mom. And she looks at me and she kind of winks and she's like, I got a robe. And so it was, uh, that's probably the best <sighs> gift just because of the SNL skit. Um, wow. That's perfect. I know it worked out really well. So anyway, it <laughs> <laughs> really has nothing to do with our topic, but it's it is not. Story. So no, that's good. Yeah. That is good. And, and yeah, it's because it's, it's been before Christmas since we've mm-hmm. been together uh, right. in this format anyway. So, yeah. but a quick reminder, season one, we, we touched on uh, who's your one for, uh, for quite a while. And then we did some bonus episodes at the beginning of the pandemic seems like a light years ago. Yeah. Then uh, this season two, we really honed in on relational discipleship from uh, a lot of different angles. And so really put uh, a fair amount of thought and prayer into, all right, where is the Lord leading us to next? And we felt like, you know, heading into this second year of dealing with COVID and we felt like, you know, what does it look like to continue following Christ in an ongoing pandemic? So much of life has changed and, and, uh, there are some that we see that have navigated it uh, extremely well, and and others uh, have have really struggled with the changes that have taken place. And so, uh, we felt like you know this would be a, a great sort of theme for uh, for this next season of podcasting. We're going to be following an outline of looking at what it looks like to uh, to follow the Lord in, um, and we we just really got very excited about C's. Uh, it's going to start with Christ, <laughs> then move to community, then our calling, and then our commission. So, uh, so Rita, kick it back over to you to start us off with what it looks like to uh, to continue connecting and following Christ in the season we're in. Yeah, I think uh, for 
for this season, our, our connection to Christ, obviously in every season, our connection to Christ is vital. Um, but I think when, when, with the pandemic, when we could say when darkness comes or when difficult times come, um, really we're left with just our relationship with Christ to hold on to. And so some people listening to this podcast, um, in order to be safe during the pandemic, have stayed home, you know, almost in permanent quarantine. You know, either they have a health issue uh, or they just have, they have a family member who has a health issue. So they, they need to be careful. And, and what, what happens then is, okay, well, what does following Christ look like when you can't interact with other people? when you can't go to the Bible study you used to go to, when you can't go to church, you know, maybe you watch it online, but it's, you know, we all know it's a little bit different than actually going and being physically with people. Um, and, and so as I, as I thought about this, it, I was just reminded that the gospel is not a gospel for good times. It's a gospel for all times. And the good Definitely. news of Jesus, Jesus Christ is that he came to this earth and lived a perfect life. Uh, you know, I know uh, in a few moments we're going to talk about 2 Corinthians 5, but you know, Jesus came and he, he became sin for us, you know, that we might become the righteousness of God. And, and, uh, and in that, you know, the depth of his love to give his life for us, you know, I was just reading about how he, you know, he was talking to the thief on the cross and the thief admitting that he had sinned, admitting that he had messed up, but recognizing that Jesus was innocent you know, looked at Jesus and said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today, you'll be with me in paradise. You know, the forgiveness that while Jesus hung on the cross in agony, um, he forgave that man. And, and that's what he does for us. And so this, the gospel of Jesus Christ is one of great love, of great forgiveness, of great grace, uh, great compassion. And that doesn't change when our circumstances change. Um, and, and also, you know, it's, I, I love how, you know, our circumstances or even our struggles in life. You know, Lamentations 3 talks about how his mercies are new every morning. You know, the gospel, you don't have so many like uh, check marks you can get before you lose the gospel, right? The gospel is renewed every morning uh, and that's how God loves us. And so, uh, so as, as we're in the pandemic trying to figure out, you know, what's it mean to follow Christ? I think the best place to start is that you know, that in this time, God's never left you. He's never forsaken you. The gospel continues to be true. And as we, uh, as our actions maybe are limited in the sense of being able to interact with other people or do things that we normally did, I think this is a time to really get creative on, okay, what's it mean to follow Jesus? Well, you know, just like the man on the cross, he didn't really do anything in this life that would make him worthy of the gospel. And I think sometimes we trick ourselves in saying, okay, well, I go to church, I've told somebody about Jesus, I've read my Bible, um, I've done all these things, and those are pleasing to Jesus, and that's why he loves me. But the reality is he loved you before all that, and he's in some ways removed our ability to do the good things that maybe we put stock into. So I would encourage everybody during the pandemic, as you try to follow Jesus, learn to be able to sit with him and just receive the love that he gives and know that nothing you do changes how he feels about you or, you know, he doesn't like you more or like you less, but what he really wants is for you to worship with him, worship him and, and be with him and sit with him. And so this could be a good time for that. When, as our lives are slowed down for the pandemic, you know, I think it's good to spend extra time just sitting with the Lord. So, you know, that's, I, that's what, those are my thoughts on just how do we connect with Christ? How do we follow Christ in this time just individually? So, but Todd, there is still a need for community, right? The pandemic hasn't removed that. So 
uh, you know, what about that? As we follow Christ, you know, what does community look like now? Absolutely. No. And I, and I think you're spot on when uh, everything starts with our connection with Christ, you know, and then moves into community. And, and he really modeled that. And when we see that modeled in the Trinity, you know, right from the book of Genesis on. And then uh, when Jesus comes in, uh, you know, human form, we see that he models that with his disciples, you know, and, um, and then even closer with Peter, James, and John. So I think we see the value and um, the importance that the Lord places on being in biblical community throughout scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the question, you know, today is how do we find that community in today's environment? You know, my, and my guess is that there are plenty of people out there who have adapted and found ways to build community by communicating with a, a handful of others. You know, I heard it said you know, a little while back, uh, you know, the question of who are your COVID safe friends? You know, I mean, I think we all have, <laughs> yeah. you know, even those that have, you know, rarely, you know, maybe uh, hardly ever gone out and uh, been in a group. My guess is a lot of them has still found ways to stay in contact with people and not isolated themselves completely from all types of communication. And uh, so I think if we'd stop and think that a lot of us have adapted that way uh, and in a lot of other ways in our daily life. And I think the question I would add to that, though, is, is are there some ways that you could adapt in a similar fashion for biblical community? And maybe those two for you are one and the same, you know, who you've been communicating with, who you've been spending time with really is you would consider to be your biblical community that is pointing you to Christ. Um, and whether that is studying God's word together, whether that is hearing from the Lord and um, holding each other accountable to obey his word and one, um, another term that I heard a little while back that I thought, uh, when I first read it, I'm like, what is that talking about? And it was this term fidgetal and this, and basically fidgetal. it's exactly. So it's basically, I said the same thing when I saw it. And, yeah. uh, but I'm like, that really does describe, uh, this, this hybrid approach that we've been talking about when it comes to, uh, uh, connecting with people. And that is, you know, physical and digital, really putting those together. And how can you... So it's not uh, an it's not an F. It, the word doesn't start with an F. It starts with a PH. It's P-H-Y. Yes. Okay. G-I-T-A-L. Now, uh, that's how I've seen it spelled. I'm sure it could be spelled a lot of different ways. But, uh, hmm. but that is really putting physical presence with a digital presence. Hmm. All right. So you're uh, how does that practically work out? What, I mean, again, how many times in previous seasons we've gone back, it, it starts with prayer, you know, maybe yeah. even fasting and prayer. All right, Lord, surround me with a few other believers that we could, you know, one idea could be that you meet weekly online and monthly in person, you know, to cut down uh, on the, the in-person aspect, but to still have a community around you, or it, it can look, you know, those ratios could be different on your comfort level. Uh, that could, that could be different for, uh, in a lot of different ways, but it's looking at how can I surround myself in biblical community in a creative way that, that takes into account, uh, uh, people's comfort levels, 
of needing to be digital and online to a degree, uh, but working in some form of, of in-person gathering. Uh, and again, that could be in a small group. Uh, some, some folks, uh, the small group might be too big, so it, be, it might be more uh, RD group oriented, where it's just uh, uh, three or four others, where there could be more space. But, uh, but praying and, and asking the Lord to open your eyes to biblical community that could look potentially different than what it has in times past, uh, but certainly uh, it does not have to be in our minds, this impossibility that we just can't attain in this season. Well, and I love what you just said there, Todd, because I, I think a lot of it is uh, you might have to grieve what you used to have, right? Like, you know, absolutely. By that is, is what you used to have in community was great. You know, maybe you had a great small group, great grow group, and it was, you know, 20, 25 people. And it was just, you know, you did fun things together and you enjoyed being together and you were growing. And now obviously you can't get that group together. Um, and so, it, you know, and Todd, you gave a lot of great options of just, you know, being different and it's okay to miss it. It's okay to miss it. And you have to look at where you were at now, though, where you're at and make decisions to, to have to find community now that'll be different. And, and so, so yeah, I mean, I, that's what I was thinking. Cause I do, I miss some of the good old days, right. Where we used to have, but I'm actually learning to love the smaller small groups you know or the rd mm -hmm. groups more than i ever have because uh because it's my main source of community so yeah but we'd realize it doesn't stop there you know so we have christ we have community uh and now we move on to calling and what is the lord um working in our lives to do as a result of these first two uh, areas of connection yeah and i would say calling is uh to kind of define it it's you know, we hear it a lot. We hear it a lot, but especially when somebody is called to like, uh, or feels that God wants them to be a full-time missionary or a full-time pastor, right? Like we hear that word called a lot, but really calling is when God speaks to anyone and says, Hey, I want you to go and do this. And that could be anything from being a full-time pastor, a full-time missionary to you could be called into the engineering world. You could be called into the business world. You could be called into the world of education. Um, you could be called to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, you know, you, you know, it's God calling you to a specific task that that will further His kingdom. You know, that will glorify Him, that will bring honor to Him, that will that will place you in a situation to tell people about Him, right? And so, so that when we talk calling, that's what we're talking about. Where God is, it's God's leading. You know, and and sometimes you know, we have things like Paul in the Bible, where you know the light shows up and knocks him off his horse, or Moses in the burning bush. Um, but then we have the still small voice that we see throughout the scriptures of of God just speaking to people. Um, and I've known people who've had dreams. I've known people who just as they pray about things, God continually confirms it. And so, uh, so there's a lot a lot of ways that God will actually communicate the call. But the call is the same. It's it's God's leading, directing, guiding voice to a to a task that he has for you. Um, uh, and now in, in Ephesians 2.10, I love this verse, and it says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. What I love about that verse is it's, you know, we're creating God's image. He made us, and he, but he created us to go and do good things, and he's prepared those things for us to do. So every single person 
uh, every single believer, God has called and then says, not only have I called you to follow me, to be in relationship with me, but in following me, I've called you to go and do something specific. And I've prepared you for it and I've prepared it for you. Um, and you know, I, I, I often look at, you know, like the Super Bowl is coming up in a couple of weeks, you know, this week. And, and, um, you, you think about those guys and how they've trained and how they've trained and how they've trained. And I don't know if you remember Todd, but a couple of years ago, do you remember when that, that the cornerback, I think it was the, um, the Patriots intercepted the ball from the Seattle Seahawks in the end zone. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that was, he wasn't a no name player, but he definitely wasn't a star. He definitely wasn't like their, their best player, but he was in the right place at the right time to win the game. And I feel like when I read Ephesians 2.10, that's what God's saying. Look, I've prepared you and I've created the right place, the right time and the right atmosphere for you to honor and worship me in this task. And I'm calling you to do it. Uh, and so, you know, but that's just some thoughts. What I'm looking forward to in that is we can, as we delve into this in future episodes too, is how many different angles we can look at that. I mean, there could be some listening that are struggling with their calling and what is that big picture? Yeah. Uh, but for those that, for the Lord's made that clear years ago and, but it's, all right, how can I follow him in that calling uh, in greater and greater ways uh, and and looking at that from uh, from the Lord's perspective. And I, I think it, it can even be as specific as, okay, we have our, our large calling. We have um, ways that he's using in that, us in that. And then, you know, what are we being called to on any given day, you know, in, in terms yes, of, of following yeah. him? So I think there's just so many different levels that I'm, I'm looking forward to in future episodes to uh, to delve into that one. Yeah, no, and I love what you just said there because, you know, I think God does have overall callings for everybody, but sometimes we don't know what those are on a given day, right? We don't know how do, how do we step. So the number one calling we all have is just to live obediently and faithfully in our morals and ethics uh, on a daily basis. Um, and so, yeah, and so I, I think that's a great point. And, um, and yeah, so I guess, you know, with, with calling, I don't have much more to, many more thoughts on it, except that... Um, and one, one thing I found, if you want to discover your calling, you have to spend time with Jesus. Uh, it's really interesting when people will say, well, I just don't feel like God speaks to me. I just don't know what to do in this situation. And I'll be like, okay, so in a seven-day week, you know, how many times did you spend with Jesus? And they'll be like, none or one. And it's like, well, I can tell you why Jesus is speaking because you're not listening. You know? And you know, it's like if my wife, if I never sat down and spent time with her, then I wouldn't know how she's feeling. I wouldn't know what she's wanting. I wouldn't know what she's dealing with. And I don't just talk to my wife once a day. I talk to my wife multiple times throughout the day, let alone our Lord, our Lord and Savior. So, uh, so I think that's a, a good step and call. And we'll, we'll delve into that more, uh, more to come. But, and I find, a, I find it fascinating how these are, I think, will build on one another as well. Obviously, Christ is going to be the foundation. But as we're living in biblical community, that can't help but add further clarity to our calling mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as we're yeah. spending time with 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 other believers uh, uh, around God's word and uh, and uh, being encouraged by them and, and at times challenged by them uh, that can only uh, help us flesh out our calling uh, whether that is in, in a uh, a broad way or a very uh, specific way on a daily basis that much uh, to that much higher of a degree, you know, and, and, but we realize it doesn't stop there. I mean, Mm -hmm. we um, the end result really is living out the great commission within our calling. 
You know, it's not just that we've been called to this line of work or this profession or uh, this area to uh, to focus on, but as we're in that, you know, going back to Ephesians 2.10, as we participate in the, the good works that God has given us, uh, then how are we going to make disciples and live out the Great Commission within that calling? You know, and one of the uh, passages that the Lord has uh, had me reflecting on uh, a little bit over the last uh, month or so is, is 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20, and always historically had really honed in on verse 17. You know, we are new creations in Christ mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, that being our identity. And in my mind, you know, I think if, a lot of times for me, it, it's, it's stopped there in, in terms of that passage. I recognize that uh, as a new creation in Christ, that affects all of life. Uh, but I hadn't really put it together with, you know, just a few verses later in verse 20, it goes on to say, Paul goes on to say, you know, therefore we are ambassadors for him. And I had, I think, honestly, looked at those two, two things not as, completely separate, but in, in just two different realms. You know, I am a new creation in Christ. Uh, that is my identity, you know, and then maybe in another Bible study or in another, uh, you know, in another format, then I would focus on, yes, and I'm ambassador. But being an ambassador for him, I mean, that is that is a part of our identity. You know, as we follow him, uh, we should be viewing ourselves as his ambassador wherever we go and that that should really be borne out in a, in a lifestyle of, uh, of living out the great commission. So, you know, we, we commit to co-missioning with Christ as we, uh, as we do our part and we recognize that uh, these are going to be people that he's already, uh, uh, put in our path and uh, plan for us to uh, to meet or to talk to or to get to know or to build a relationship with. Uh, and then as they uh, come to know Christ to uh, to eventually invest in. So uh, yeah, I, I think there's going to be plenty here in the future episodes too. Uh, so I think our plan from here on out is to uh, take each one of these and uh, spend, uh, uh, for starters, at least a week on each one and then we'll see where that goes. And uh, just really looking forward to this, um, I guess, this roadmap that the Lord has uh, placed before us to, uh, uh, to travel down for the next month or so. Yeah. And so there's the, there's the five C's. There's Christ, or four C's. I'm sorry. I can't count. There's Christ. <laughs> there's community. There's um, Christ, community calling, and commission. And we are we will be delving into these and specifically how do these play out in a pandemic uh, season? You know, and as we uh, now we're hoping that you know that as the vaccine comes out, we'll see a little bit of society return back to normal and uh, give a little bit more freedom of being able to get out. But uh, but if not, um, and in preparation, if if this if something like this ever happens again, of what does it mean to follow? Jesus. Uh, what's it mean to be a Christian? There's the fifth C. The fifth C is being a Christian. Hey, there you go. Right. There I you go. That was fine. <laughs> Anyways. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening and I uh, look forward to uh, having a conversation with you next week. Take care.